for Friday, November 26, 2010. It's the early word from the WNYC newsroom for the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday. I'm Mark Garber in for Isaac Davy Aronson with a look at this morning's top news, the day ahead, and reporting highlights from the WNYC news team. Coming up, WNYC Sarah Fishko ponders the mysteries of a popular song, but we will start with this morning's top headlines just ahead. The Early Word is a production of WNYC Radio. You can support this podcast by making a donation at WNYC.org, where you can also get the latest updates on this morning's headlines on the news page. In the news, New York City's public hospitals have been barred from laying off about 150 electricians, carpenters, and laborers, at least for now. A Manhattan judge has ruled that the City Health and Hospitals Corporation failed to employ a sound methodology in deciding to let go about half its laborers and one-third of its electricians and carpenters. The ruling sends the matter back to the hospital agency for further evaluation. The workers said the layoffs could jeopardize patients because the employee's work involves fire and other safety measures. The agency said it needed to close a $1.2 billion budget gap and other workers could cover those tasks. The Lower Manhattan Development Corporation has announced hundreds of millions of dollars in allocations for arts and other projects near Ground Zero. Arun Venegapal has more. The allocations include $100 million for a performing arts center at Ground Zero. That's in addition to a $55 million allocation from the LMDC in 2006. Plans for the center call for a 1,000-seat theater, rehearsal spaces, and classrooms. The anchor tenant at the site will be the Joyce Theater Dance Company. In addition to the Arts Center, the LMDC has awarded $17 million for the redevelopment of the East River Waterfront, as well as $20 million towards the construction of the West Thames Street Pedestrian Bridge over West Street near the Battery Park Tunnel. According to the Battery Park City Authority, the bridge is increasingly needed with construction of a new school in the area, and that it will eventually replace the Vesey Street footbridge built after the September 11th attacks. For WNYC, I'm Arun Venigopal. The LMDC has declined to comment on an application for $5 million from Park 51, the Islamic Cultural Center and Mosque that's planned near the site. Park 51's developer says the taxpayer funds would be used for social service programs, including domestic violence prevention, foreign language classes, and services for homeless veterans. Retailers are expecting a big shopping weekend, but many New Yorkers interviewed in Union Square say they're not planning on shopping this Black Friday, preferring to relax this weekend and wait to buy their presents next month. I'm one of those last-minute guys. You know, I realize that I have a bunch of friends that I should get presents for, and I I usually realize this about December 22nd or 23rd. I got some emails telling me to come out and shop and take advantage of sales, and honestly, I just delete them because I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to wait online for two hours on a four-day weekend. Crowds are too much. The discount, you get them online anyway. That was Vin McCarthy, Ben Jacoby, and Venus Borden going against predictions by the National Retail Federation that 138 million people will shop this weekend, which is up from last year. In honor of the holiday weekend, a favorite episode of The Fishco Files. WNYC Sarah Fishko ponders the mysteries of a popular song. It's the official start of the holiday season, and that means it's party time. Parties make me think of a particular song that, like no other, insinuated itself into almost every social gathering at one time. It doesn't take more than a couple of beats to tell what it is, and the impulse is to just join in. That's what traditionally happened when anyone started playing the jaunty bass part of the song Heart and Soul. Somebody was always around to run over and play the melody. You just had to. 
One person told me she lived next door to someone and they both had pianos, so they'd play heart and soul through the wall. One playing the bass in one apartment, the one next door pounding out the melody in octaves. It was infectious. What nobody remembers now is what heart and soul actually was. No, not a folk tune, not some traditional song that's been around forever, but a fully composed pop tune, a hit of another era. Music by Hoagy Carmichael, lyrics by Frank Lesser. The year was 1938. It was their first collaboration. Heart and soul, I fell in love with you. Heart and soul, the way a fool would do madly. Because you held me tight and stole a kiss in the night. Both Hoagy Carmichael and Frank Lesser were in Hollywood, and they both were under contract to Paramount Pictures. Will Friedwald is the author of Stardust Melodies. He reminds us that as unlikely a pair as these two songwriters were, the Indiana-born Carmichael in mid-career, the New York boy Lesser just starting out, there was this moment that was theirs. They worked on quite a few projects. In that particular period, which was about uh, three or four years from the late 30s, going up until World War II. Their song Small Fry was written around that time, too. Heart and Soul was one of their hits. It was introduced in a short film called A Song is Born with Larry Clinton and his orchestra. Clinton had discovered a young singer in her late teens named B. Wayne. She'd sung an eight-bar solo on the radio, and Clinton said he knew right away she was what he wanted in a singer. And he called me after the Kate Smith hour, and he said, I'm starting a band, and I'm looking for a girl singer, and I'd like you to work with me. And I said to myself, he's crazy. When the deep purple falls... Wayne spent about a year and a half with Clinton, and they had their share of hits. If you listen to the Clinton Wayne original version of Heart and Soul, which, by the way, went to number one in 1939, that familiar vamp is right in there, that jagged rhythm that later piano players picked up on. It's all conjecture, of course, but pianist and writer Stuart Isakoff thinks the rhythm is a big part of what helped Heart and Soul take off to become the phenomenal favorite of party piano players. It's easier to play a jagged rhythm and to stay in time than to play something smoothly and stay in time. So it's... uh, In a sense, maybe this funny, raggy rhythm was a hook, and it just fired people up at the time and, um, and made the thing as popular as it is. The raggy rhythm turned up in another Clinton Wayne hit of the same year, My Reverie. But that song had a much more complicated melody. With heart and soul, the two parts, top and bottom, were simple, and they presented themselves so clearly. And then the same pattern again on a higher pitch. And then downward. So it became this obsessive duet among amateurs. And the melody and chord structure were in a loop, so you could keep playing it over and over and over again. Most people then play... Um, 
that is not a part of the song. Somewhere along the way, someone thought, let's make it even more logical by just continuing the downward steps. Um, actually, I have the music here, and uh, what Carmichael did was... Um, Because of its life as a party piano favorite, everybody knows the tune, but when it comes to singing it, everyone goes hard and soul, ba 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 I can't think of that many cases where the lyric has even been done in the last 50 years. It's not known that much as a song with a lyric, even though it is a very nice lyric by Frank Lesser. Nobody knows the bridge. Oh, but your lips were thrilling, that's the bridge. Oh, so thrilling. Never before were mine. So strangely willing. willing. That's the bridge. But now, but now I, I see what one embrace can do. Look at me. After it hit, the singer B. Wayne took it out on the road to college proms. We played at Yale, we played at Harvard, and the kids would scream for the song, Heart and Soul, and so forth. The fact is, it was really B. Wayne's song for a while. She sort of owned it. And she put her stamp on it. I went for one of the high notes because on my reverie, it became a big hit because I took a high note at the end. And so I did that on Heart and Soul, too. Plenty of people recorded it later. But now I see what one embrace can do. Look at me. I fell in love with your heart and soul. But the way heart and soul caught on, the way it delighted and excited piano players, well, that was something different. One of life's mysteries, perhaps. Although B. Wayne has her own idea of why it was such a success story. Musically, 38, 39, the early 40s, those were the best times for our kind of good music. The songs were wonderful, and people could sing them themselves. And that's how they became hits as well. This song, though, was more than just a hit. It was in the minds and hearts and souls and fingers of generations of kids, hammering it out over and over. For WNYC, I'm Sarah Fishkin. For more on Heart and Soul, visit our website, www.wnyc.org. Well, there's just time for the Gig Alert, our look at what's happening on the music scene tonight. Should you fall out of love, my fire in the light To chase a feather in the wind Betty LeVette isn't a household name, but she should be. LeVette has been singing ever since she started cutting soul singles in Detroit's swinging 60s and has been steadily putting out records on the fringes of the rhythm and blues scene ever since. Her most recent release is called Interpretations. It's composed of covers of classic British rock songs like this version of Led Zeppelin's All My Love. At last I've got it straight My hand is to the loom Is this the end or just the beginning? All of my love Betty LeBette plays tonight at the Beacon Theater. You can download the song and tracks from other artists playing this weekend at our culture page. Just click on culture at wnyc.org. 
can learn more about all the stories you heard here, download more podcasts, go in-depth with our reporters on the news blog, all at our website, WNYC.org. You can hear us there 24 hours a day as well as on the air at 93.9 FM and AM820. From the WNYC Newsroom, I'm Mark Garber, in for Isaac Davy Aronson. Have a great day. is made yet again. One voice is clear above the den. Drop like woman, my will to sustain. For me, the cloth is once more to stay.